gets inside, leans in, knocked away and stolen by Holiday. Now up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. To Curry, way down top. This the dagger. This kind of sick. Zion's gonna want out soon. Here's the thing, I don't think the front office of that organization, of that New Orleans organization, knows what the heck they're doing. What can I say? Mamba out. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Josh Jennings, and today we are back and we are in action for the NBA playoffs. I can't believe that tomorrow, Tuesday, is going to be the start of the NBA postseason of the NBA play-in tournament. This is this is this is amazing. So much craziness has happened from the beginning of last week up until yesterday afternoon when it was all said and done, and yesterday. The final day of the NBA was nothing but craziness. We've had head coaches pretty much fired or stepping down. We've had controversy on the bench from the Timberwolves. We have an NBA investigation on our hands. And we had so much more happen over the weekend. Oh, man. It is crazy. And we have... The postseason matchups and playing matchups set. So, guys, today we're going to be breaking down those big topics. I just want to do a little bit of breaking news around the league. Their topic of the day is going to be reviewing the playing tournament and the upcoming postseason matchups. Yesterday was really exciting. There was, there was a lot that happened. But before I get into all of that, Remember, guys, I am on social media everywhere. Um, Twitter.com slash CourtsideHeat. Instagram.com slash CourtsideHeatNBA. Facebook.com slash CourtsideHeat. We are everywhere, or so I am everywhere. So just get ready ready for the biggest content that's going to be coming out because I'm going to be live streaming. You heard that right. I'm going to be live streaming the upcoming playing games on Tuesday. I don't know if I'm going to be doing live commentary for those games or not, but I am going to do something, whether that's just a normal live stream or with commentary. I do not know yet. I'll let you guys know Tuesday morning for our Tuesday podcast. Remember, the podcast comes out Monday, Tuesday, Friday, Saturday. But, from um, April 7th to the 17th, we will be covering the NBA playing tournament and the start of the NBA postseason. So guys, buck up for that. And with that being said, let's just jump right on to it. Let's just jump right into things. I want to start with the Houston Rockets, the team that has been ultimately failing for the past few seasons. Forever, it's been three seasons since Steven Silas took over. It's been three seasons. And there are rumors that the Rockets were going to fire him. 
it has been confirmed today that indeed the Rockets will be parting ways with head coach Steven Silas. That Houston's declining the fourth-year option for Silas. That's effectively terminating the rest of his tenure with Houston, which means his free seasons is the only free seasons he's going to be getting, and the team will begin the search as soon as next week. Many names have been coming up, like Nick Nurse, Emu Doka, Kenny Atkinson, and Kenny, he's been in the mix, especially for last season. His name was popping up a lot. But Emu Doka's there. You're going to have Frank Vogel. Frank Vogel's the former Los Angeles Lakers head coach. Emu Doka, the former Boston Celtic head coach. Then you have Nick Nurse, current. But it's going to be said that Nick Nurse is widely expected to consider other opportunities this summer as a coaching free agent. He's been coaching Toronto for the past five seasons, but it's looking like he's going to part ways and he could be going to a rebuilding team. I do feel bad for Silas because Silas did come in with James Harden before James Harden requested a trade out. But he did ultimately go 59-177 in the three seasons as the Rockets head coach. It was an unrespected, it was unexpected rebuild. In his first season, 2020-21, James Harden left. They went to Brooklyn. Houston sprouted to 17-65. Next two seasons, a little progress was made. It, there was no progress to be seen. The Rockets in the second season only won 20. Then his third and final season only won 22. And like I said before, the coaching search will begin as soon as next week. I'm trying to. I'm trying to remember. Did his father? I'm not for sure. Did his father play in the NBA? Did Paul Silas play in the NBA? Yeah. Yeah. His father, Paul Silas, was a former NBA head coach and a longtime forward. Hmm. It's just like uh, Wes Unseld. You remember, that's his son. Wes Unseld Jr. is coaching the Washington Wizards. So, I didn't know if I was getting that mixed up or not. But, look, you knew a change was going to be coming. I never said this publicly. I, I had, I don't think I did. But, I had many private conversations where I've said to my family and to anyone else that wanted to listen. I've said that Stephen Silas is going to be on the hot seat. Just because it's the Rockets, they've been failing. It was an interesting rebuild, a very lackluster rebuild to say the least, but a rebuild nonetheless and one that was going to cost Silas the job was. just wasn't going anywhere. And there was many points where I didn't agree with him, especially this season. I don't think he was helping Sagoon. I don't think he was helping a lot of guys on that team. Jabari Smith Jr. will be better. I think under Emu Doka, same with Al, um, Alperin Sangoon. But I think it should also be said that a lot of guys are on the hot Rockets right now are mostly G-leaguers. There's some solid talent on there, 
But there's some guys on there that belong in the G League, and the only reason why they're not in the G League or just a free agent in general is because the Rockets are a team, and they need to fill out the roster of guys that were going to actually play for them. But I guess you can make an argument that there's some good players, but we'll never know until there's a right head coach and the right coaching staff. So ultimately, that was the biggest head coaching. So that head coach was fired. But now we're taking a Brad Stevens route. So the former or current now former head coach of the Detroit Pistons, Dwayne Casey, announced after his team's last game on Sunday that he'll no longer be coaching the team. Casey said he's moving to the Pistons front office. Um, no rule was spe specified. So he's just going to be in the front office. He's not going to be general manager or anything, I don't think. When see why, but he will be still with the team, but there's going to be a new head coach. And just like we were talking about Emi Udoka, Emi Udoka for the Rockets could be a target for the Pistons. And you have guys like Adrian Griffin, Chris Quinn, Charles Lee, right? And you got, um, so I'm going to go for everything because you may not know Charles Lee. Charles Lee is a Milwaukee Bucks assistant coach under Mike Boonholzer. For the past few seasons, Charles Lee has been a finalist for several head coaching opportunities. Now, is he a most talked guy? No, but he's done very well. Um, just like Lee, Adrian Griffin is also assistant coach, but to Nick Nurse in Toronto. And again, he's been a finalist for several head coaching jobs in the past. Now, should Nurse leave the Raptors, I could see Griffin getting in consideration just because he's been with the team, he knows the team, he's studied the team, he's worked with the team. So why not give him a shot, or at least a shot of consideration? And I don't know if you guys know who Chris Quinn is, but he's been the longtime assistant under Eric Sprolster with the Miami Heat. He's a former player and has been considered a rising start among the assistant coach ranks. And you gotta remember, all this is coming out uh, early um, early Sunday. Yeah, early Easter Sunday. Somewhere around there. I was out with my family and stuff, so I couldn't report on it. And I was trying to stay away. Just from the perspective, I just wanted to hang out with my family and stuff on Easter. Recharge batteries. That's why I didn't come out of a podcast episode. I saw it just take the day off because it was a holiday, right? So I think I should take off work. I tweeted here and there, at Quirks Heat, um, for Instagram and for Twitter, Facebook, whatever. But those were the two biggest news. Two biggest news. They had to do a head coaching. Steven Silas being fired. That was to come. Dwayne Casey... Dwayne Casey actually shocked me. I didn't think he was going to get fired. Not f so he wasn't fired, but just stepping down from his role. So even though he was losing, they were picking up pieces. He's picking up pieces. But. But. Even though he's out as Pistons coach, he's going to be going to the front office. And he gave it five solid years with Detroit. 
So let's not pretend that he got the short on the stick. He's still of the team. He, yeah, so he's not really going anywhere. I don't know. I'm trying to find his coaching record. He's been there for... Because you got to remember, he coached other teams in his decade on... Wow. Uh, where? Where is it? Just trying to find it. Because he was a coach for Toronto for the longest time. He had multiple playoff appearances. Um, he... Where is it? So in five seasons with Detroit, he went 121 and 262. He had a blow 500. Blow 400. He was at 316. Did he... In the playoffs, he was 0-4. Hmm. It's kind of sad. But yeah, so he coached Minnesota for two seasons. And then went to Dallas to be assistant coach. Then went to Toronto to be a regular coach. Until getting ousted for Nick Nurse. Because Toronto wanted to have a change of scenery. Won the championship. With the con stuff. And then he got hired as the head coach for the Detroit Pistons. 2018. Wow. But no, so I'm not really... Sh I'm shocked by Dwayne Casey. Because I didn't think that he was going to be elevated to a front office role. That's just my opinion. But good on him for sticking with the team. He still has a couple of years left on his deal, I believe. But that was the biggest news, coaching-wise. Now, I don't, I don't know what was going on exactly. I wasn't, again, I wasn't really watching basketball yesterday. But, um, get this, Mike, guys. Get this, get this, get this. The Timberwolves had a complete meltdown. This is how you're able to ruin... Your entire years of hard work. Your entire season of hard work. In just one day. I hate Rudy Gobert. I think what the Timberwolves did. The, um, him and Utah. Between those two teams. What they did to the NBA market for players. Killed it. It just was. It, it was destroyed. Demolished. It was absolutely horrific. Rudy Gobert was not worth that much. It corrupted the entire the entire market. I hate Rudy Gobert. I think Rudy Gobert was a jerk in Utah. I think that's why... I think he was just an idiot. I think that's why Don Mitchell didn't like him. I think that's why their relationship deteriorated. Besides the fact that he shut down the entire NBA when he was trying to pull off his cute stunts. And I get it was just the flu and stuff, but still, some common sense has to be prevailed, right? But, Rudy Gobert is the biggest tool that can't play basketball. And he, and he can play basketball, but not to the hype and not to the expectations that was set by his team, that was set by himself, and that was perceived by the public. He's, a, he's pretty much a con artist. He got paid, and he's just whatever now. He's a liability. 
offensively and defensively. Well, I guess a big altercation happened between him and Kyle Anderson. And I did that Rudy Gobert apologize, but you know he was going to apologize. But the altercation was between Kyle Anderson and Rudy Gobert. Now, um, I'm, I'm going to read the first two quotes. I can't read you Kyle Anderson's response to Rudy Gobert, but I can re- can give you this. Kyle, Kyle Anderson said, Carson to uh, Rudy Gobert. Hey, why don't you block some shots? Rudy goes, why don't you grab a rebound? I then Kyle Anderson responded. But I can't say this. <laughs> um, um, okay, I'm, I'm bypassing that. Just bypassing that. But then what happened afterwards, I guess the words were exchanged before. I, I, I guess it was exchanged before the punch was thrown. But then, for whatever reason, Rudy Gobert punched Kyle, uh, not Kyle, uh, Kyle Anderson. And it wasn't like a strong punch, but it was a punch to be like, dude, what's going on? And I'm watching the video again, but both guys had to be separated. But this is how you destroy a season's work, a hard work, a season's hard work. No, I think I said it right. For I think I said it right the first time. But I just I just don't get it. And this is what um, Rudy Gobert said. This is what Rudy Gobert said. Emotions got the best of me today. I should not have reacted the way I did, regardless of what, I, what was said. I want to apologize to the fans, the organization, and particularly to Kyle, who is someone I truly love and respect as a teammate. And I get it, there you're going to have disputes as teammates, and you're going to have rough moments, but this isn't the first time that Rudy Gobert has had beef with a player. And Kyle Anderson is not wrong. He's not wrong in what he said, nor is Rudy Gobert. Both players need to get better. But was it acceptable by Rudy Gobert what he did? No. Words are words, and you don't need to throw a punch at your own teammate. That's just insecurity. You have to be able to take criticism. Because you should not be able to be this protected as a player. And I'm happy that Timberwolves sent him home. But it's just absolutely, and I'm not going to say disgusting, because... It's not like it was like Malice the Palace, but I'm happy that Timberwolves sent Rudy home. Like, he punched him. I I just, I I don't get it. It just, this, but it gets better from here, but I just want to keep talking about this for a second. I'm, I'm trying to find out if... He said anything. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Kyle Anderson said um, that he pretty much knocked him out. I'm trying to find if Kyle Anderson said anything else.
Yeah, so Anderson said afterward, I think temper's just flared. So, anything else he said? So, Anderson said, quote, we want to win games. It is what it is. It ain't the first time someone has swung on me. End quote. And Anderson is a respected leader. And he has, and he gives the uh, Wolves, Timberwolves, a big boost with his versatility and experience. But a heated discussion went wrong. And went really wrong. And that was in the first quarter, I believe. That was during a timeout. But how do you let that happen as a team? As as teammates, with the coach? How did that even happen? You're in the final game of the season. You have the playoffs coming. You should be excited. But here's the thing. If Rudy Gobert is getting special treatment, I believe he is. It will be frustrating too. And I've seen this as Kyle Anderson's first season with the team. He's a respected leader. But it does get old. I I don't like Rudy Gobert. I think who he is is just cheap. I think he's cheap with Utah. He's just a big baby. He has to be coddled. I really do believe that. It just gets worse from there. So then, I don't know why people have to be idiots. So, Rudiger Bear, I don't know what the punishment's going to be. I don't know what Tim Connolly's going to be. I don't know what he's going to say to him. I don't know what's going to go on. But he sent him home. Connolly, I don't know what's going to happen to him. But Jaden McDaniels, who's been having such an incredible season, a breakout season, a truly successful season, suffered a fractured right hand, a broken hand, in the first half of Sunday's win over the New Orleans Pelicans. McDaniels was spotted punching a wall after being removed from the game late in the first quarter. He punched a wall and broke his hand. What kind of moron punches a wall? You broke your hand, and now you can't be in the playoffs. This team is crumbling faster than I've seen Anthony Davis's bones crumble after playing a few seconds. It's truly incredible. It's actually mind-boggling, to be honest. Let's be honest. Let's, let's just be real with one another. Rudy the Bear, the big idiot, the big stupid idiot. He does what he does. Colin Anderson. So they get in a heat saying, so what does Jay McDaniels do? What does Jay McDaniels do? He punches a wall. Like, dude, I've been frustrated before. But I've never once thought to myself, let me punch a wall. Were you trying to be cool during that moment? Like, oh, if I punch a wall, everyone's going to know how angry I am? Was it a brick wall? Like, it wasn't a hollow wall because if it was, you would not have broken your hand unless you're just fragile. But who punches a wall? Hey, that's just disrespectful because now you're breaking property. But two, you broke your hand. Who in the world does that? I think someone needs to explain to me. Maybe I just don't understand. Maybe I just don't get angry like these guys do. The cursing I get, the emotions I get, that's all part of the game. That's all about being teammates. It's all about 
trying to talk some sense in each other. I get all of that. I do. But then being frustrated is another part of it, but taking, notching it up a few levels and punching your fist through a wall? You have to be a special kind of dumb to actually want to do that. And I respect Jay McDaniels. I love his game. I just want to know why my guy punched a wall. I think someone needs to explain to him that you can't be punching a wall. So let me get that. Let me get this straight. Rudy Gobert swings at Collierson. Rudy Gobert he gets sent home. Collierson he's there. Jay McDaniels frustrated. He's and he's walking back. He punches a wall. He's done for. I, I, I actually can't believe this. I legit cannot believe this. He, if, when I saw the news come in that Jay McDaniels injured his hand, he broke his hand, I'm like, oh no, what happened? And I saw well, him hitting a, um, a, I don't know, a wall. Like, why? The timing just couldn't have been worse for all of this. This is just, this brings negative vibes into a locker room. This is just, this is bad. This is just some bad blood. This is turmoil taken to a next level, taken to the next level. This is the kind of drama you don't want to have before the postseason. Like, I just don't get it. Been a quick downfall. They, I, I, I hope that the Timberwolves, because I like the Timberwolves. I feel bad for the Timberwolves, but who does this, to be honest? Let's, let's, let's be honest here. But no way their season's ruined in one game. Do you know how bad that's going to be? So now Jay McDaniels can't cover LeBron James, who's going to cover. This is going to be really bad. This is going to be really bad. The locker room's messed up. Players are probably going to be divided. There's some internal turmoil, turmoil if you want to call it that. There's going to be some bad blood. Guys got injured. Guys got butt hurt. Rudiger Bears acting like a big baby. Kyle Anderson is over there. Jay McDaniels is punching a wall. Like, who in the right mind stinking does that? But maybe, maybe I'm just not seeing it. So let's, let's say, so hold on, let me just go through this. So let's say I'm having a debate with someone. It gets pretty heated. What do I do? Walk away and punch a wall? Or do I punch them? Because what Rudy Gobert did would be technically assault. That would be classified assault. I'm pretty sure if this happened like in the real world, people be crying left and right, telling the person to sue because they got hit or shoved. They call that assault. Just saying. Like, what is everyone doing here? Like, what is everyone doing here? Maybe I'm not fully understanding, but who in the world punches a wall, punches a teammate? So two players are taking their frustrations on a teammate, then a wall. 
They both leave. They both are done from the game. Kyle Anderson's just there. He's a well-respected leader who brings great things to the Timberwolves, to Minnesota. And now Minnesota's like, well, Big Cat, you got to step it up now. You got to face the Lakers with D'Lo, AD, Austin Reeves, LeBron. You good luck. Just, I can't believe there's like no shot that they're ruining their entire season on one game. On one game. I even saw during the Clippers game, a uh, Clippers Suns game, that uh, the, the clips coming out of Mason Plumley and Bones, uh, Bones Highland getting to it. What's going on with guys getting frustrated? This is supposed to be exciting times. The postseason's coming up. You're fine. You're in the play-in. But this just speaks. This goes for the Clippers and for the Timberwolves. That they are in some bad blood. And this is internal. And now going external. Oh my gosh. I, I just can't fathom this. I did not have this on my bingo card for today. I'm just going to be straight with y'all. I did not have this on my bingo card. I didn't know we we're going to have a bunch of Minnesota uh, Minnesota morons. Like. Oh my god. <laughs> what the heck? Who does this? Only Minnesota can find a way to ruin their season. Like, guys, can anyone explain this to me? Can anyone explain this? Just once for me, please. I think that would be greatly appreciated. If you're going to punch a wall, do it in private so you can say you broke your hand some other way. It's out for the play-in. Let's say they survived that. I don't know if they're gonna be, if he's going to be back for the first round. How bad did he fracture his hand? They're killing their own team. They're killing their own team. Absolute insanity. And when I think they play April twelfth. Give me a second. Oh, give me a second. I'm sorry, April eleventh. Oh, why do I keep confusing Tuesday for the twelfth? No, they put them on yeah. They just have today. What a bunch of morons. Oh, But to be honest, I want them to win because I don't want the Lakers to move on because they hate the Lakers. I've never seen so much stupidity in my life. Nah, that's probably not true, but you guys know where I'm coming from. Oh, good. Oh, goodness gracious. Oh, my gosh. 
This is the NBA for you. Anything can happen. Like, I'm just trying to figure out what's going through their head. But you know what? Speaking about what's going through people's heads, the NBA, they're investigating the Dallas Mavericks for sending several healthy players for their game against the Chicago Bulls on Friday. You want to talk about a team that's just not so blatantly obvious? They're just really bad at hiding things. You had a great chance of making the postseason. All you had to do was win that game. It was a must-win game. You're facing scrubs. You're like, oh, we're not going to play Kyrie. We're only playing Doncic, Luka for 13 minutes. The Mavericks are straight trash. Like, I'm positive that... Mark Cuban would be one of the worst owners in the NBA if it wasn't for Dirk Nowinski winning him a championship back in 2011. That's the only reason why Mark Cuban's relevant. That is, he's on Shark Tank. But he's a really bad owner. Just check his record. Just check who he is. He's a bad owner. For Jalen Brunson to everything. But it's not only Mark Cuban's fault. This is the whole team's fault. Like, this goes from Luka. This goes to partially Kyrie. But Luka, you can't play. Luka has to be a ball hog. I'm convinced of that. It didn't work out with Kristaps. It didn't work out with to anyone else on that team. It didn't work out with Kyrie. It's just, just look at it. You can't play with Luka. Luka's a ball hog. He's too baby fought. He's too coddled. He just needs the ball. He needs all the attention. And pretty much the Mavericks are glorified babysitters for this man. And there's rumors, and he shot down the rumors of him requesting a trade or people fearing, close sources close to the Mavericks, fearing that he could be trading, that he could demand a trade request. Could just demand a trade. Lucas shot those things down. Luka shot those down. But this was bad. I hope the NBA is like, dude, like, guys, you tanked. Your own owner. Your, this team. Y'all publicly admitted. You publicly said it's okay to tank for the draft. It's okay to tank. It's good to draft for those good picks. So the NBA will not find anything you guys say credible. The NBA is pretty much like, bro, you just tanked. That's, that's, but that's, they're like, that's exactly what we're going against. And you guys are just openly doing it for a draft pick. I hope there's a lot of fines. I hope they lose a draft pick. I really do. The Mavericks were bad this season. Like they were last season. The only reason why it was different was because Jalen Brunson stepped up. Next had defense. That's why, is this still Nico Harrison as the GM? Give me a second. Is Nico, the former Nike guy, is he still there? My guy Nico. Nico, you still there? Come on, you there? Yeah, he's the uh, president of basketball operations general manager of 
the Dallas Mavericks he has. So, my guy, Nico. They're, tr they're trying to do everything to make Luka happy. I think Nico's an idiot. I'm sorry. Like, how is it possible to give up your best two defenders on your team for another offensive, offensively censor, uh, centered player? And I love Kyrie, but he can't play defense. Same with Luka. He can't play defense. So you trade your best two defense players when you're already thin defensively? That makes sense. But yeah, the NBA is now just investigating you guys. Like, you had to figure that was coming. Like, you had to figure that was coming. The Mavericks are just so bad, man. And I know, they, they probably should target defensive player. With their hopes of getting a top 10 pick. So let's just say they get like the 10th overall pick. If they're top 10, they're going to be able to get a defensive player. That's confirmed. That is 100% confirmed. I just... The Mavericks actually confused me as a team. Started red hot, make the trade, get rid of your entire defense for a solid offensive player that can carry a team. And it just goes downhill. I did before the trade on 96% chance. Then like a month later, 4% chance. Make that make sense. But this is clearly tanking. This is clearly trying to use this, uh, use the, I, I don't know if you want to call it a system, but you want to use the rules to your, to your advantage. Absolute insanity. Absolute insanity, guys. Just absolute insanity. And real quick, guys. Just because I want to do, since we're talking about the draft. This is the 2023 NBA draft order. Pre-draft lottery. So, there's a lot of picks in here. That the tie to be broken by by drawing on will be announced later like we don't know the date yet but tie to be broken by drawing will be announced soon and there's going to be some that need to be turned after the playing tournament after 2023 playing tournament so some of these picks are going to be changing but right now you have detroit getting the first overall pick rockets then Spurs, then Hornets, then Blazers, then Magic, then Pacers, then Wizards, then Jazz, then Mavericks, then Thunder, uh, Magic, Raptors, Pelicans, Hawks, Jazz, Lakers, Heat, Warriors, Clippers, Nets, Nets again, via the Phoenix Suns, Blazers, Kings, Pacers, Grizzlies, Hornets, Jazz, Pacers, Clippers. A lot of via teams. You have the tire second. You have the tire second round. But that's just, this is not set in stone. Some still need to be broken by drawing. And some still need to be determined after 2023 plan. The only one confirmed is the Pistons pick, number one. Hornets, number four. 
but the Rockets, Spurs, those are not a final. The Detroit Pistons could pick Victor Wamiani. That's why Dwayne Casey's stepping down. They can try to get a developer. They can try to get a development coach who can teach these players to work them and just keep them going and just grow them. They're like, okay, we got to take Cunningham. We have Victor Wamiami. We have all these players. So very interesting. Very interesting why we're just talking about all of this. But that was just quick. I just wanted to do that real quick. Just a little different. But because we're drafts going to be coming up. So I just wanted to get that going. But now the more important stuff. The stuff that we only care about. The stuff that, you know, means a lot right now in mid-April. Yeah. I'm trying to. Okay, never never mind. I'm just trying. Yep, okay. April 10th. Yeah, mid. I. I think I would call that mid, mid-April, yeah, but we're going to be reviewing the playing tournament in the upcoming postseason matchups, I'm not going to spend too much time on that, because I'm going to talk about that more on Tuesday, but I just want to get the initial ones, I'm not going to talk about the Suns facing the Clippers, I'm not going to give you my thoughts on that yet, I'm going to bring it up on Tuesday, because today, there's no games, today's the rest, Teams are going to get rejuvenated, especially when you're in the playoff, uh, playing. But if you're in the playoffs, you're going to have that much needed rest. But here we go. This was updated as of 10.10. 10, uh, 10 o'clock p.m. last night, April 9th. So, in the West, you're going to have the Lakers taking on the Minnesota Timberwolves. As I'm going to pull up the uh, games real quick for Tuesday. So on Tuesday, your games for Tuesday, there's two games. Hawks Heat, 4.30 p.m. This is all Mount Stair time as well. 4.30 p.m. Then Timberwolves Lakers, 7 p.m. And then on Wednesday, April 12th, to, um, to conclude... The playing tournament heading into Friday because Friday, I believe, is the final date. Right, because we still need to fill out the 7th, 8th seed. So you're going to have that one remaining game that will be played on Friday, I believe. So then on Wednesday, you're going to have Bulls, Raptors, then Thunder, Pelicans. And if you come over here and you guys see, because I'm looking at the map right now. Toronto's 9th, Chicago's 10th, Miami's 7th, Atlanta's 8th. And New Orleans is 9th, OKC is 10th. So if you're the Thunder, Pelicans, Raptors, or Bulls, if you lose. So if one of those four teams lose. So two of those four teams will not be able to advance. And they'll be not able to get that redemption game. But if you're in 7-8, you're fine. You'll get that redemption game. So the loser of that game will go on to play the winner 9-10. That's just how it goes. Pretty much, if you win 7-8, you only have to play one game. Now, if you're the loser, you have to play two games. And if you're the winner of the 9-10, you have to play two games. Just how it goes. But how everything's shaping up right now is that's the playing tournament. But if you look on the west, Denver's number one. If you look on the east, Milwaukee's number one. Then you come back to the west and you see the Kings taking on the Warriors. And you see the Suns taking on the Clippers. 
And the Clippers beat out Phoenix on Sunday, which is good because the Suns would have had to go up against the Warriors, which if you look between the two teams, I would personally take the Clippers or the Warriors. I don't fear the Warriors, but as a first-round team, I'd rather just get myself comfortable and just sweep the Clippers. We could have won in six versus the Warriors, but we need rest and we just need an easy team to beat. But I'm going to talk about that more tomorrow on Tuesday's episode. Remember, Monday, Tuesday, Friday, Saturday, that's when the podcast comes out. But yeah, so you have that. It was crazy. And I, I was talking about that on Saturday. Breaking everything down because it's tiebreakers and stuff. Because Golden State and Los Angeles, they have the same record, but Clippers have the tiebreaker. They also had a tiebreaker over the Pelicans, too. It's pretty crazy because New Orleans could have been out of the playing tournament. It just didn't shape up to be that way. They did not win a tiebreaker over Minnesota. They did not have a better record than the Lakers, right? They needed to win the rest of their games, and the Lakers needed to lose the game. Right? So it just didn't work out that way. But then you have the Grizzlies as the second seed, and it's either going to be the Lakers or the Timberwolves that will be facing them. That's going to be the easiest one. And I don't know, I think it will be easy for either or. But having a John Morant-LeBron James matchup wouldn't be bad. But having a Big Cad versus a John Morant matchup wouldn't be bad either. So I'm fine with either or. Not going to lie. If you head over to the east, you have Milwaukee. And Milwaukee is going to either be playing, I don't know, Miami, Atlanta, Toronto, Chicago, right? The same could be said for Denver. They're going to be playing the Lakers, Timberwolves, Thunder, or Pelicans, right? Just because you have to go for the extra games. We just don't know definitively. Whereas Boston, the second seed, the Celtics would have to either face the Heat or Hawks. So that's one more straightforward. But Cleveland will be taking on New York. That's going to be very fun. That's going to be a fun game. I'm. That's going to be a fun series. I'm excited for that. I'm happy Donovan Mitchell. That, the whole Cleveland team, that's going to be spectacular to watch. Jared Allen, Evan Mobley, there's Garland. There's Garland's turned around his career a lot. I love him. I love Darius. I love Donovan Mitchell. I love that team. I love Cleveland. I do. The rebuild is worth it. That's how you rebuild a team. That's just how you do it. Plain and simple. Then the 76ers will be taking on uh, the Brooklyn Nets. Philly will be against Brooklyn. James Harden will be going up against his former team. And that turmoil. You want to talk about turmoil. That was just a devastating fallout. That was a bad fallout. So you have things lined up. But these are all solid first round matchups, might I add. I'm excited. I'm impressed. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. Like I said, um, you got the plan happening from Tuesday all the way to Friday. Thursday's getting the uh, day taken. They're just taking the day off. Then the playoffs start April 15th. And those games, so Nets 76ers, I'm excited. I love Mikael Bridges. I love Mikael. I want the 76ers to do well because of Joel Embiid, but I want Mikael and Cam and Spencer to do really well. 
I want that team to do really well. I also like Cam Thomas. There's a lot of guys that I like. I have no hate for the Nets or for the 76ers. I hate their ownership and stuff, and I hate um, who's that loser as their general manager. It doesn't matter. Don't even care to remember his name. But I just love the Nets players. I really do. Same could be said for R.J. Barron, Jalen Brunson, Obi Toppin for some reason. I don't know if I'm for, I don't know if I'm forgetting some guys or not, but pretty solid guys on the Knicks. Same, I love the Cavs. Anyone in the Cavs, I love. Isaiah Cora, love that. Figured by the Nets, thrilled that buzzer beater. I remember talking about it on the podcast. But yeah, um, getting back to everything. Nets 76ers, Saturday, April fifteenth. Again, all these times are around Standard Time, not Eastern, not East Coast time. So, Mount Standard Time, Nets 76ers, 10 a.m., Knicks Cavaliers, 3 p.m., then Warriors Kings, 5.30 p.m. The game one for the Clippers Suns is happening on Sunday, but time to be determined. Oh, man, this is going to be fun. I love the postseason, guys. I really do love the postseason. There's nothing like the playoffs. I'm happy. To the season went by fast. It did and it didn't, but I'm excited. I love the postseason. I'm happy the season's over. Can't wait to see the awards come out, but I can't wait for the postseason to start. I'm going to be excited for tomorrow. I'm excited for the plan. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be talking about it. Don't y'all worry. I will be there. Oh, I love it. I really do. Well, guys, I'll be covering the Hawks Heat game and Timberwolves Lakers game. Be covering both on my social media. So, guys, that being said, this is all I have to say. This is all I have for today's podcast episode in terms of content. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We've gone through so much. Sunday was a chaotic day. The weekend as a whole was chaotic. It was. It was chaotically fun. I think chaotically is a word. I don't know. But it was just crazy fun. It really was. Also very nerve-wracking. But my Bulls were able to take out the Dallas Mavericks. I will take that. But a lot has happened over the weekend. We're take, so take today to recover. Listen to my past podcast if you guys want to. Listen to our podcast. And just gear up for Tuesday. And guys, with that being said, I'm signing off. There's only one thing left to say. Peace out.